Good morning, Radiant family. Good morning and blessings to you in the mighty name of Jesus. My name is Celeste Tibbs, and I'm the administrative pastor here at Radiant Church. And this morning we are going to continue on the series, More Discovering the Fullness of the Spirit-Filled Life. Now we live in a society and in a nation that always wants more, more things, more stuff, more homes, more vacations, more jewelry, more clothing, more money, more technology gadgets, more, 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 and more. At one point in my life, that's what I focused on. I wanted more of things. Because I thought those things would fulfill me. I thought those things would satisfy me. I thought those things would make me happy. But I discovered they can't. Things will never make us happy. They just can't. As I started to grow in my walk with the Lord, I discovered that for Christians, more is different. For us, more is more of God, more of his spirit within us, more of his righteousness. We want more of him. You know, in Matthew 6 and 33, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And so when we focus on God and we just live for him, he's going to provide the things because it pleases him to take care of us. It pleases him to provide for us. But our focus is on him. Our focus should not be on the things. Matthew 5 and 6 says, Blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Filled with what? Well, filled with more God. Filled with more Holy Spirit. Filled with more righteousness. I want those things and I know you want those things. You see, when we said, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, come into my heart. I confess with my mouth that you are my Savior. Holy Spirit came to reside in us at that very moment. And that same spirit that resides in us, well, that same spirit filled our Lord Jesus Christ when he went to the River Jordan and asked his cousin, John the Baptist, to baptize him. We've got the same spirit that our Lord Jesus has. And so we want more of God. We want more of him. And Holy Spirit wants to do more than just reside in us. That's 
That's, he wants more for us. He wants to do a work in us. He wants to bless us. He wants to comfort us. He wants to guide us. He wants to lead us. He wants to console us. He wants to do a work in us to bless us, and he wants to do a work through us to bless others. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, last week, we learned that if we let him, if we let Holy Spirit have his way, he will produce fruit in us. And what is that fruit? Well, Galatians 5, and 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, which is patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, which is self-control. Against such there is no law. John 15 and 5 says, and this is Jesus speaking, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. We can't do anything without our Lord Jesus in our life. He, Jesus, is the vine. He's the source. We are the branches. When we stay connected and we allow Holy Spirit to have his way, God can do the impossible through us. But we got to stay connected. And it's just like branches. When they tear away from a tree, what do they do? They wither, they shrivel up and die. So we got to stay connected to the vine. And we've got to let God do his perfect work in us. That's his desire. That he bless us. That he produce fruit in us. But we also learned something else last week. We learned that if we let him, Holy Spirit will enable us to operate in the gifts that God has placed within us. And we have at least one gift, and oftentimes more. For 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 11 says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So our gifts are given to us for the common good, for everyone's good. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So the Holy Spirit, he decides who gets what gifts. We don't decide. Sometimes we want other people's gifts. But that's not the way God designed it. He wants us to be and embrace the gifts he's given to us and be joyful about that. Be joyful. You know, I praise and worship. I holler and I 
because I'm a worshiper. I just, I am. But I can't lead up here praise and worship like the folks that have that gift can do it because that's not my gift. Okay, I'd be a distraction. You guys would be running out of here. I might be wriggling on the floor and they go, oh my gosh. Okay, I gotta go. Okay, so I know where I'm supposed to be, right here in those seats, exalting him. Okay, because that worship comes from inside. It's Holy Spirit in me worshiping our God. And I say, go, Holy Spirit, go. And he just, whoo, the fullness comes out. So what do Christians want? What do Christians want? Well, I'm hoping and believing and praying that we want more fruit, that we want so much fruit that our branches are so laden and heavy with fruit, fat with fruit, juicy with fruit, because that fruit will not only bless us, but it's going to be a blessing to others. My prayer is that everyone in here wants to operate in the fullness of the gift or gifts that have been given to you. That you will let Holy Spirit have his way and that you will not be afraid and that you will not be fearful and that you won't care if you look crazy because you want to please God. That's my prayer, that you'll come out of those comfort zones. You'll come out of the box. And you'll let Holy Spirit use you. And then you'll say, wow, I didn't think I could do that. Well, no, you couldn't. It's Holy Spirit inside of you that does it. But you give him permission. You let him. We have a choice. And it's my prayer. It's my prayer because it's a prayer that I pray for me every day. And I pray it for us that every Christian will use the fruits and will use the gift or the gifts that have been given to them to live out your purpose and God's plan for your life. That's what that fruit is for. That is what those gifts are, so that you have what you need to live out God's plan for your life. My plan is not your plan. Your plan is not my plan. You have a custom tailored plan for your life. That's how much God loves you. Before you were in your mother's womb, he had a plan just for you. No one else's plan. And my prayer is that you fulfill every jot and every tittle of that plan with the fruit and with the gift or gifts that he's given you. That's my prayer for all of us, all of us. And so it's up to us. It's up to us. Now, is it possible that we can live out our plans, fulfill the purpose that God has for us? Yes, all things are possible with God. All things are possible. But it requires that we let Holy Spirit lead. We're going to have to let him lead. And we're going to have to obey. Now, God wants us to obey him. But he doesn't want us to be robots. Okay? He wants us to have the light and joy 
in obeying him instead of, oh gosh, I gotta do this for the Lord. Oh Lord, I gotta do this for Jesus. That's not what he wants. He wants us to do it because we love him so much that there's joy in serving. There's joy in following him. There's joy, unspeakable joy. You see, he wants his sons and daughters to delight in him. But obeying God, following Holy Spirit, it's going to be a challenge, folks. It's going to be a challenge. Why? Because our flesh, our flesh does not want to do what Holy Spirit wants us to do. Our flesh fights against Holy Spirit. And our Holy, the Holy Spirit within us, he wars. He, the third person of the Godhead, not an it, not a thing, but he wars against the flesh. So we got a battle going on. Boom, 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 boom. But you decide who takes control. We decide who takes the lead. We do. Okay? We can either let flesh take over or we can say, Holy Spirit, you take over. You lead. It's up to us. This is not up on the screen, but Galatians 5, 16 and 17 says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. See, the flesh wants to interfere or stop what Holy Spirit wants to do. But can we take control of that flesh? Yes, we can. Can we beat that flesh down? Yes, we can. How can we do that? By yielding, by yielding, by yielding. So what does yield mean? Well, what does yield mean? Yield means in traffic, vehicles often come into conflict with other vehicles and pedestrians because their intended courses of travel intersect. The general principle that establishes who has the right to go first is called right-of-way. Right-of-way rules help people drive safely. So who goes first? Who goes first in our life? Who has the right-of-way in our life? God, Holy Spirit, he has the right-of-way. Not our flesh, he has the right-of-way. And that's a beautiful thing, but we have to yield. We have to yield. When you pull up to a yield sign, You've got to let that other vehicle go first. Well, in the spirit realm, in the kingdom of God, we always let Holy Spirit go first. We always yield to Holy Spirit. No ifs, no buts. That's the way it is in the kingdom of God. We yield to Holy Spirit. So will you give Holy Spirit the right away in your life? Will I give Holy Spirit the right away in my life. It's a decision that we meet, make day after day after day after day because guess what, folks? 
The flesh doesn't stop wanting to do what it wants to do. The flesh wants to fight you every day, every day, every day. We have to yield to Holy Spirit every day, every day. So it becomes part of who we are. It's not just a thing that we do. It's an automatic. We yield. We yield. We yield. And boy, watch the fruit. 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 Watch the gifts in operation. Watch them. As God does a work in us and as he does a work through us. So, hmm, hmm, the dilemma. Hmm, will we let Holy Spirit have the right of way in every area of our life? To experience the fullness of a Holy Spirit-filled life, we must, number one, Yield. Let the Holy Spirit lead in all things and follow. Number one, always let him lead. See, Galatians 5, 24 and 25 says, Those who belong to Christ, to Christ Jesus, have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. In every part. It doesn't say some. It says every. Romans 8 and 14, which is not on the screen, says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. We are to be led. You know, Holy Spirit can't lead if we won't follow. It's just as simple as that. It's not complex. Okay, And Holy Spirit can and will do more through us than we could ever do on our own. You know, the other day I woke up and I was just spending some time with God, just talking to him. You know, God's got a sense of humor. He really does. He does. He's got a real sense of humor. So as I was praying and talking to God, you know, I was thinking about who? I've lived in Michigan for a while now, was raised here up until the age of about six or seven, and then my father and my family, my mom, we went to England, France, Idaho, Maine, California. I come from an Air Force family, okay? And I, we came back to Michigan when my parents divorced. And I had always thought, you know, what is this city like? Because I'd been living in different places, and I really didn't understand what Michigan and Detroit was about. And the first thing that I encountered when I came to Michigan was, well, we got the big three. We got the big three. We're the Motor City. We're Motown. And we got Chrysler. We got Ford. We got GM. And the other day as I was... Just spending time with God, he said, you got the big three, baby. You got Father, you got Son, and you got Holy Spirit. You got the biggest three. Not only is it the big three, it's the biggest three. I said, all right, Daddy, I'm rolling with the biggest three, okay? We got the big three. And why don't we let the big three lead in our lives? Because they're omniscient. They're all-knowing. They know everything. God knows everything. They're omnipotent. 
He's all powerful. There's no one more powerful than our God. And he's omnipresent. He's present everywhere at the same time. We got the big three, and we got the three O's. So we should let Holy Spirit lead, because he can do a better job than we could ever do. Amen? Amen. So, but that's our choice. That's our choice. The second thing that we need to do to experience the fullness of a Holy Spirit-filled life is yield. Yield and let Holy Spirit teach and be his best student. John 14, 22 and 26, Judas, not Iscariot, the one who sold Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver, not him, but Judas said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him. And we will come, we will to come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. He's talking to his disciples before he ascends to heaven. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. We've got to have a teachable spirit. See, I'm going to speak about myself. I'm not talking about you. I'm not going to talk about you, but I'm going to talk about me. See, there was one time in my life, and still sometimes it pops up, where I think, I know, I know, I know. So I'm going to head off and start doing stuff without consulting with my father. Have you ever experienced that? Where you just took off like a rocket? And you said, I'm going to get this done. I'm going to make it happen. It's going to be great. It's going to be marvelous. Oh, yeah, all right, all right. And you know what? Inevitably, with me, I always end up at a dead end. It's like, uh-oh, uh, why isn't this working? Why isn't it flowing? Why isn't it smooth? Because Holy Spirit wasn't in it. See, my flesh was in it because I know, okay? You know, you've, some of you have children. Now think about this. Johnny or Sue or little Billy or you send them to school. They're doing real good. They come home with a report card. They got all A's. You're so proud of them. But then there's a little note. And the teacher's saying, I love little Johnny, but little Johnny's got a conduct problem. Could you, uh, as his parents, come meet with us? Because... We need to talk to you about Johnny. And you go sit down with the teachers, and you find that Johnny's doing great in school academically, but he's cutting up in class, he's clowning, he's making jokes, he's distracting people, he's pulling girls' hair, he's doing all kinds of stuff. So you meet with the teacher, you come back home, and you sit little Johnny down, and what do you say to him? Johnny, I love you, baby. I really do. I'm really proud of the grades that you've gotten but your conduct must improve. And so we're going to have to take away some of your privileges. So here's what we're going to do. From now on, you are going to do what that teacher tells you to, when that teacher tells you to do it. 
you are going to let that teacher lead. You are going to do exactly what that teacher says. Well, the Lord wants us to do what Holy Spirit instructs us to do when Holy Spirit tells us to do it. Not a moment too soon and not a moment too late, but when Holy Spirit tells us to do it. You know, when I was married and my husband was living, one of the things that used to irk me, I'm being honest, we get invited to go somewhere, we get an invitation in the mail, and on the day of, I'd say, honey, Mike, uh, do you know where we're going? Yeah, babe, I know where we're going. Now, this is like 10 or 12 years ago. I'd say, well, Mike, do you think I should print out some MapQuest you know, directions or instructions? Because at that time, there wasn't a lot of GPS on the phones like there is today. And you know what my husband say? Nah, 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 nah. Well, I don't need those MapQuest instructions. I know where this place is. So we get in the car, and we're rolling, and we've got the gospel music going. We're praising. And I'm looking at my watch. It's 20 minutes, 25 minutes, and I'm like, uh-oh, we're going to be late. Mike, do you know where we're going? Yeah, baby, I know where we're going. Are uh, you sure? Yeah, I know where we're going, okay? And he's like, I got this. I got this. I'm like, okay. So we're rolling down the road in another 10 minutes, and I'm like, Mike, do you think we should stop at the gas station? Do you think that we should maybe call someone and get in? I got this, okay? By now, I've got steam coming out of my head, okay? My head wants to blow off the top of my head. And he's looking at me, I'm looking, and we're rolling. Maybe about another 15 minutes, he's like, I think we should stop at a gas station and get directions. Now, that wasn't a teachable spirit, okay? My husband didn't want anyone to direct him in terms of how to get someplace. And so I would go to the Lord and say, you know what, Lord, every time we go through this, we end up showing up at people's homes and we're not real, you know, into the event in the beginning because we're, we're, we're angry at each other. And he said, darling, this is what you need to do. Just print out the directions, okay? Don't even tell them. Just print them out, okay? <laughs> Just put them out and have them with you. And then when, you know, you're driving and you get like, oh, babe, I think we should, and, and pull the directions out, and it, it'll be okay. And that's how we resolved it. See, Holy Spirit told me what to do, to bring peace into our home. And I'm telling you, just that little thing, he wants to direct us in all things of our life. All things. All things. So don't think that something is too small to take to God because he wants to help us in every single area of our lives. And so to experience the fullness of a Holy Spirit-filled life, we must do exactly what Holy Spirit tells us to do with our best effort. We got to give him our best. You know, not the job. We give our best there, but we give our best to God. We give our best in everything that we do because we reflect him, even in our jobs. The way that we teach, the way that we type something and, and, and it's excellent without any errors, the way that we do our engineering craft, the way that we do our art craft, 
the way that whatever our profession is, we exemplify, demonstrate the excellence of Holy Spirit that is within us. And when we do that job with excellence, it gets noticed. And for me, it gave me an opportunity to minister to people. They'd say, well, how'd you learn how to do that? And I'd say, oh, here we go. Here's a wedge. Here's an opening. The Lord, my God, gave me these gifts. Well, what are you talking about? And then we'd start talking. Okay. So we've got to do our best and let Holy Spirit show us what needs to be done. Now, serving the Lord, I used to do it on my own terms. I did. You know, I'd serve the Lord, yeah, but I'd do it if it was convenient for me. I'm not proud of this, and I almost didn't want to tell you this, but God said they need to know. I'd serve the Lord if it didn't get interfere with something else I wanted to do. I'd serve the Lord if it didn't stretch me too much. I'd serve the Lord if it didn't inconvenience me. One day I was praying about 10, 11 years ago, and I said, Father, I love you so very much. I love you more than anything. And he said, well, darling, if you do, why aren't I your first priority? Why do you have me on a back burner? Why do you put everything else before me? And so God showed me. He showed me. And I broke down. I repented. And I cried my heart out. And after that, I said, Lord, I'm going to give you my best. I'm going to give you my everything. I'm going to give it to you. And if I make a mistake, I'm going to get back up and I'm going to try again. But for the rest of my life, you're first. You're first. You're first. You're first. You're my number one priority, pleasing you. And so, oh, Proverbs 16 and 25 says, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. We think we know, but we don't know. God knows, okay? We have to serve the Lord and let him lead. And then there's one more scripture that I want to close out with. You know, um, David, David was a great king, but David made a lot of mistakes. He was a flawed man. But Acts 13, 21 through 23 says, Then the people asked for a king, and he gave them Saul, the Lord did, son of Kish, of the tribe of Benjamin, who ruled 40 years. After removing Saul, and he did because Saul was disobedient to God, he made David their king. God testified concerning him, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. From this man's descendants, God has brought to Israel the Savior Jesus as he promised. See, David, he committed adultery. David even had 
Bathsheba, the woman he committed adultery with, her husband murdered. Now he repented from those sins. He recovered, he repented, and he went forward. But he always tried to do what God asked him to do. And this, this scripture says, God testified about him. Well, I want God to testify about me. And I want him to testify about us. That we try to give him our best in everything. And that if we do make a mistake, that we repent and we get back up and we keep going. So, will we let Holy Spirit lead and guide us? Will we yield? Will we yield? Will we yield and give him the right of way every day? Let us pray. Father, in the matchless name of Jesus, we thank you for Holy Spirit. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you, Lord. You are so awesome. You are so wonderful. You are so lovely. Father God, help us. Help us, Father. We want to yield to Holy Spirit. Yield to you, Father God, that you may be glorified in this earth, Father God, through us. Father God, do a great work in us, Lord. Produce fruit. We allow you to produce fruit in us, Father God, not only to strengthen us and to bless us, but so we can be a blessing to others. Father God, every gift that you give us, Father God, we pray, Father God, that we will not be fearful and we will allow you to operate in us fully so that those gifts, Father God, that we operate in the fullness of them, Father God, for your glory, for your glory, not for us, Daddy, but for your glory. So, Daddy, on this day as we have come together to hear your word, Father God, let that word be hidden in our heart, Daddy. Let it grow fruit, Daddy. It will, Father God, because we will confess it to be so. And Father God, we will take each step being led by your spirit. And step by step, Daddy, we will grow, we will flourish, and we will bless this community, Ann Arbor, Celine, Ypsilanti. Father God, we will be a blessing to our homes, better husbands, better wives, better children. Father God, we will be the best, the best employees on our jobs, Father God, because your light shall shine through us, Daddy, and they shall see you, and we shall glorify you, Father God. And Father God, they will draw nigh unto you because of you inside of us, and we will share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. And Father, they will say, yes, yes, Lord, come into my heart. Come into my heart. I give my life to you, Lord. And so thank you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and say, amen.